Hello and welcome to the first Pure Championship episode of the new year. In this episode, a rather excited Ali Madden and I are going to mainly be taking a look into Kilmarnock's managerial appointment. Last podcast, we questioned whether you'd rather have the links or the £85 Grinch in charge, but instead Kelly have appointed former Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes as a new boss. Ali, what are your first thoughts on the appointment then? Best appointment you could have made? Yeah, absolutely. Cammy, I think just your initial reaction is that, you know, it's a great appointment. Um, you know, he's he's obviously when he left Aberdeen, you know, it didn't end too well for him there, but he's had a number of really successful years or relatively successful years. You know, he's won he's won a cup up there, they've regularly qualified for Europe under him. And yeah, I think considering where Kilmarnock are at the moment in the championship and not playing particularly well, nowhere near guaranteed even a, a playoff spot. I think to land a manager of McInnes' calibre is, yeah, it's, it's a real achievement and you have to say fair play to the board. I think they've made what looks like an excellent appointment. There might be reservations of sorts about the nature of his final few months, his final season in charge of Aberdeen. Um, there might be reservations about the fact that it didn't really work for him at Bristol City as well. But, I mean, just looking at his, his points per match at Aberdeen, according to Transfermarkt, anyway, it was 1.80, um, which is, you know, that's a staggering uh, number. Uh, and if he can emulate that at Kilmarnock um, in, in this season and hopefully... In seasons to come, then yeah, I think we'll we'll be able to to hopefully like sort of get ourselves back into a better position than the one in which we currently find ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really surprised to see McInnes drop down to the championship, eh, but it certainly speaks volumes about what Kelly are kind of looking to do, and the fact they've convinced him is certainly a real statement of intent. Um, like you say, he he was really good at Aberdeen for a number mm. of years, but kind of out. I'm, Outstayed his welcome is maybe not the right phrase, but certainly things got worse the longer he was there. Mm. And, I mean, yeah, he was there for nearly eight years. So over that time, like you say, picked up a cup when regular European contenders and had them competing against Celtic and kind of been their main challenges for a few years whilst Rangers were out exploring the lower leagues. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it is certainly a very interesting appointment, a, a big-name appointment, and one that... I think Kelly really have got right, at least from this this moment. Of course, he's not even taken charge of a game yet, but you you kind of seen the reaction to it. A lot of fans were happy. Whereas I think if we'd, mm-hmm. well, I'm saying we, if if you'd appointed someone who had maybe teased you with a few weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, I think there'd have been a bit more of an outcry. But whereas everyone kind of seems to be quite happy, and this is the kind of appointment that brings all the fans back on board. It gets everyone wanting to pull in the same direction. People yep. know kind of McInnes' track record. So, Yeah, I think the response, as you say, Cammy, the response was almost universally positive. And even those who weren't wholeheartedly positive were still really quite positive about it. It was maybe just some people not wanting to get too far ahead of themselves um, because perhaps of the way that it did end up at Pitodre, but he'd been there for, as you say, nearly eight years, a month short of eight years, and he'd had some really successful seasons up there at Pitodre. Uh, and I'm sure as we'll, we'll perhaps come on to, his record at Rugby Park is phenomenal. So, yeah, let's let's see how he gets on. I think 
my gut instinct is that this is the best appointment we could have made and I've not felt this way about an appointment since we appointed Steve Clark. I'm not saying that McInnes will go on to emulate Steve Clark, but I think I think what Steve Clark did at Kilmarnock is maybe has maybe formed part of Derek McInnes' thinking when he's accepted the job because he's thinking, look, you know, when Clark came in, Kilmarnock were arguably not that much better off than they currently are. They were, I think, I'm pretty sure they were bottom of the table. If they weren't bottom, they were second bottom. Uh, the squad, maybe, I think the squad that Clark inherited obviously was better than the squad which McInnes is inheriting. But there, there were quite a few parallels and while Kilmarnock are a, a division lower than they were at that point, I think McInnes is probably looking at this, he's probably thinking, look what Clark could do, look at the connection that Clark could could create. I mean, when Clark came in, there was a palpable disconnect between the fans and the club. By the end of Clark's time in charge, I mean, just look at Rugby Park. If you watch the full game back against Rangers, Clark's last game in charge, the kind of the, the bye-bye Rangers game. Um, when you look at the atmosphere at Rugby Park there, it was brilliant. And and I think McInnes is probably thinking, McInnes himself actually commented on it, I'm sure. Um, is is that Kilmarnock, the fans at Kilmarnock, while they, they expect a lot, probably expect too much, but if you can strike the right note with them, they, they will get right behind you, they will be loyal, and they will eventually turn up in their numbers, and that core group of supporters who turn up, um, Rain Wind, their son, they're, they're so loyal, and I think McInnes probably sees geographically as well, you know, it's, it's a club with a lot of potential, he's thinking he can get Kilmarnock back up, um, into the top fight and, and he's already setting his sights on on making them a top six team again. So I think for Kilmarnock it's a great appointment, but for McInnes as well, there's there's absolutely uh, a lot in it for him too, Cami. It's a good job, I guess, for McInnes to get his career back on track. If he can so rally Killy, get them back on back on track and, and up, it's certainly going to do his kind of stalker world of good that's obviously taking that bit of a hit after him leaving Aberdeen and whilst Steve Clark's tenure in charge of Killy, I think, is, is certainly going to be someone very hard to beat. And I think mm. if Killy fans view McInnes as the second coming of Clark, I, I think don't, I don't think they do. Be... I don't think they do, Cammy. I don't think anybody's saying that. Certainly, I've not seen anybody saying that. And I'm not when I say that it's the most positive I felt about an appointment since Clark. I'm I'm not personally saying either that I think Clark uh, McInnes will emulate Clark. I'm just saying that. There is a lot of reason for optimism, uh, cautious optimism, perhaps. You know, it, I felt quite positive about the Tommy Wright appointment, but McInnes is, is a much better manager than Tommy Wright, um, I would say, anyway. And yeah, I think there there are so many reasons to be positive, cautiously optimistic about this appointment. The the next question I have for you then, Isla, is must McInnes get you back to the Premiership for next season? Will he be given the time to get things in order? Well, I, th- I think the saving grace with all of this is that despite how poorly we were playing under Tommy Wright and despite how poor those results under Tommy Wright were latterly, we're still in with a chance of finishing as either the league winners or in a playoff place. Uh, it will be difficult because the squad isn't great, but um, I, th- I think, yeah, the, the aim absolutely has to be get promotion this season because as... Uh, as we've said, he's on an 18-month contract and if you don't achieve promotion this season, then that is a setback because the budget at the start of the season was assigned so that 
we could, well, almost hoping that we would get promoted back up. So if we don't get promoted back up this season, then you you would imagine that the playing budget would, would take another hit. So it, it would be a setback in more ways than one. So absolutely, I think the, the goal here has to be promotion. It's not the end of the world. It wouldn't be totally catastrophic if promotion isn't achieved this season. But yeah, it, it complicates things further if promotion isn't achieved, Cammy. Like you say, a title win still far from impossible. Only mm. five off the top at the moment with a game in hand. And whether it's a title win or playoff success, I don't think you or your fellow Kelly fans would be all too fast if no. it means you go up and you're back in the Premiership, which is where you ultimately want to be. It's yeah. a league not too long ago you were challenging kind of right at the top with with, with Clark at the helm. And mm. yeah, I think McInnes really needs to hit the ground running and get your kind of up and down form sorted out. It's something we've kind of touched on in yep. almost every pod the past few pods anyway. Kelly kind of have have what it takes, but just as it looks like they could maybe start something, they then go and slip up or they, they can't beat one of their kind of title rivals whilst continuing to beat the, the not-so-good teams. But in the event you fail to go up this season, it, as much as you're saying the playing budget will take a hit, I can just see Kelly rolling the dice. Dundee United obviously had a few failed attempts to go up before. Mm-hmm. I think the board just went, right, we've got to do it now. It's kind of now or never, if you like. We're then going to really need to slash it, chucked money at it, and then became the real outright favourites. And obviously in previous seasons, we had Hearts as well, who who came down and, yeah, before our balls even kicked, they were crowned champions, essentially. So I think Kelly, I'm kind of getting that vibe, uh, depending on how how kind of close things are um, in terms of missing out on going up, should that be the case. But but yeah, um, McKinnon just... Sorry, just before we move on, Cammy, I think a lot of Kelly fans will be encouraged by Billy Bowie's decision to, to appoint McInnes because obviously McInnes would not have been a cheap option, I wouldn't have thought. So I think the fact that Billy Bowie's been willing to, you know, as he's done since he's come into the club, I think... Um, you know, Billy Bowie deserves a lot of credit for for coming in, and 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 obviously, some people when you look on social media will question some of the decisions of the board. But I think that same thing could be said for just about any football club. I mean, fans will they'll always have the right to disagree with the board, and they'll always tend to to exercise that right to to disagree with the board. But I think generally, um, Billy Bowie seems to be really. Um, d- doing a, a good job or and at the very least his, his interests are, are absolutely in the right place so I think he, he deserves credit for for sort of pushing the boat out with this appointment when he could have gone with maybe a cheaper option so I think absolutely we need to credit Billy Bowie and I, and I think the the nature of the appointment suggests that yeah if if we do need to maybe roll the dice again as you say if we don't achieve promotion um, then then I think Billy Bowie, not, not that Kelly fans should expect him to do so because he's already put quite a bit of money into the club as far as far as I'm aware. But I think a lot of Kelly fans will take encouragement from this appointment. It shows, you know, a degree of ambition. And and I think if we were to have to roll the dice again, I think we would we would have faith that Billy Bowie would be willing to to help out there because he's 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 done that time and time again uh, since he took over at the club. An 18-month contract was signed. It's, it's maybe a bit of on, on the shorter term, but I think a little more long-term, kind of given mm-hmm. McInnes' tenures at St. Johnson, where he was there for about four years, and Aberdeen for eight, like we said, obviously not including that brief stint at Bristol, where he was there for about a year. 
obviously it shows that he's someone willing to commit long term and build a team up. So let's think a little more long term. What do you think the the longer term ambition should be with McInnes at the helm, provided he stays beyond that eighteen month contract? I think it has to be to well, obviously short term. I know you've asked long term, but short term get back up to the to the top flight. That that has to be the priority. And then once you're there. I suppose maybe a season, a transition season to sort of like sort of embed yourself into the culture of the top flight again to kind of become part of that ecosystem again, if you like, because it's it's difficult when you've been down in the championship to come back up and, and Hearts have done it excellently this season, but Hearts have a big playing budget. Um, so it is difficult to get back in. So maybe maybe a season just to sort of just get back up to speed to acclimatise to the the style of play in the top flight again and the, the quality, the step up in quality, acclimatised to all of that. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, this could, could come back to haunt me and Kilmarnock could, could fail to achieve promotion this season and they could they could linger in in the championship for years to come. So, you know, I, I'm being optimistic here, Cammy. Uh, if, if they do get promoted and if they do have a good first season back in the top flight, then after that, longer term I, th- I do think you have to be looking at establishing yourself as a top six side or a side regularly challenging for the top six and I suppose a side which yeah which which is enjoyable to support uh, and at the moment under Tommy Wright latterly it certainly wasn't the easiest of teams to support or the most enjoyable of teams to support so I think if, if we can long term look to establish yourselves as a top six team or a team regularly challenging for the top six and we can be a team that I'm not necessarily saying the style of football needs to be too exciting but it's just enjoyable in the sense that you're winning games you're going on away days thinking you've got a chance against just about anybody that that has to be the long-term aim I think Cammy. So so essentially you want to settle for being best of the rest you maybe get that odd odd stint in Europe and I think most most people, most fans of Scottish clubs would, would probably settle for that. It's, Absolutely. It goes without saying Celtic and Rangers are, are going to be teams one and two for very much the foreseeable future. Then you've obviously got Hibs, Aberdeen, Hearts as your kind of, yeah, your yep. next three. So to finish sixth each year, considering, considering yeah. all those teams above, it, it's not actually that bad. And I think that's something, as much as everyone wants to try win a league and whatnot, Sixth in the Premiership isn't actually that bad for like no, and, it's, it's not that bad at all, Cammy. And particularly, I mean, we have to be realistic as, as Kilmarnock fans. You know, the the club isn't doing well at all. It's playing some it was playing some quite horrendous football laterally under Tommy Wright. The results weren't great, um, and yeah, the, so you do have to be realistic, and you do have to sit back and say, look, you know, you, you can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, and, and I think that's certainly, personally anyway, I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. I'm just thinking, like, first and foremost, it, it is all about promotion. And then even after promotion, if we do manage to achieve that, then it, it will be extremely difficult first season back in the top flight. So I think I think there is, well, on my part anyway, there is, there's, there's plenty of realism. And, yeah, I think... Like what you're saying to to regularly be a top six team and a team challenging for the top six for Kilmarnock anyway, considering where they are at the moment, would would be would be really impressive. Would would be a huge achievement to re-establish themselves as such a team. So finally, on the McInnes Kelly kind of section, 
He's managed in this division before and led St. Johnson to title glory. Um, granted, that was back in the 2008-09 season. Do you think this past experience is worth much in, in this modern day? Yeah, it's obviously worth something, but I, I wouldn't attribute too much weight to it, to be honest, Cami. I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, football's changed so much even over the last, well, even since the COVID pandemic, to be honest, it feels like football's changed at, a quite rapid pace but yeah I mean since McInnes was in in the league uh, last time out with, with St Johnson so much has obviously changed and so I wouldn't attribute too much weight to it but at the same time I wouldn't I wouldn't disregard that experience totally I think you know it, it carries some weight and yeah I think I think more that sort of I, I say that winning mentality I know that they didn't win anything other than the League Cup Aberdeen under McInnes but you know 1.80 points per match they were yeah, they were regularly winning games under them, and particularly against Kilmarnock. They, I mean, we just could not. I think the last time we beat um, we beat Aberdeen uh, in, in the league or in any competition, maybe even. I think there was a, a thread on Twitter. I think Craig Kelly's thread on Twitter said that uh, Rihanna and Calvin Harris, we found love, was number one the last time that Kilmarnock beat. Aberdeen and the league. So McInnes certainly had Kilmarnock's number. Let's just hope that, and he had Steve Clark's number as well, even uh, when Clark was in charge of Kilmarnock. So let's just hope that McInnes can uh, can kind of like turn the tables round and, and use that to beat, to beat other teams and be a really successful manager. Yeah, Indeed. So in other news, it's now the January transfer window and there's already been some business. Some clubs have been quite busy, especially my Dunfermline and... We're not the only ones that have done some business. There's been some interest in kind of early moves. The standard one's probably been Stephen Lawless to the Pars, Jack Hamilton returned to Arbroath, and Rafe Rovers adding youngster Ben Williamson. Ali, what, what are you kind of making of at least these signings and kind of the rumours that have went around uh, in January so far? Yeah, I think it's been been a really good start to the January transfer window. I, I don't know if it's a case of clubs doing their business early and then we won't hear too much more about it. But yeah, I think... Obviously, with any signings, you need to wait until they actually play to see how they get on. But ostensibly, they look like sensible recruits for each of the clubs we've just mentioned. I think, yeah, I, I, I think the championship. You know, we've we've said that the quality this year has been really quite poor, but I think it's an exciting time for the league now. Obviously, with McInnes coming in, with Graham Matthew and at Air United, and Air United looking to make a quite exciting managerial appointment soon as well. I think when you're seeing some of these signings come through the doors at different clubs, yeah, I think it's it's obviously, I, I don't think there'll be an overnight drastic improvement in the quality of the football, but just just for us as as lovers of the league, if you like, I, yeah, I think, yeah, it's quite an exciting January, quite an exciting end of December for the league, I would say, Cammy. Absolutely. I Just a few comments of my own on these. Really happy with the addition of Lawless. Look, Decent in his first out in a Rafe. The kind of kind of player we we needed. Um, keen to see more of him, and I think he'll be a real asset for us. And he was the kind of first one of since I did call Donaldson as well. Um, another quite high quality signing. A guy who's worked with Yogi Hughes previously was a regular in the Premiership last year. So yeah, I mean the pars have certainly started really well. Hamilton returning to Arbroath is something we've touched on for yeah. I've I, I, Quite quite a while since the news broke that Joe Nubley would be returning to Livingston in January once his loan was up. It's pretty much been, yeah, Jack Hamilton will be back. And 
going to sound like a broken record here, but if he can repeat his past success and Arbroath are going all the way. Um, as for Williamson, really enjoyed him at Arbroath last season and would have gladly taken him at the pars this season. Um, obviously coming in off the back of a spell at Livy that didn't quite go to plan, but I'm sure he'll be keen to impress and find form again. Um, in the last podcast, I asked you to put on your, your Santa hat and, and gift clubs a nice present for Christmas. Ali, it's the January transfer window, and now I'm giving you the chance to upgrade one position in the Kelly team. Which position is it, and do you have any players in mind to fill it? I think it has to be somebody in the middle of the park. I think we need someone who can, again, this is a, a cliche, but someone who can take games by the scruff of the neck and just give us a bit more control, a bit more, yeah, a bit more dominance in the middle of the park. And I've gone with. Someone who we, I think we have been linked with. I don't know how much weight to afford or to attribute to to the rumours, but we have been linked with Alex Gogic from Hibs. Obviously, it's it's not. I don't think it's really worked out for him this season anyway. Easter Road was just looking. He's only started four uh, games in the league for Hibs this season, and I mean he's not he's not an amazing football player, but I think for what we need right now, I think he would he would be perfect for us so yeah I would say Alec Gogic in, in the middle there would uh, would be a good addition um, and particularly at championship level I think he would, he would maybe he wouldn't be a standout but I think yeah I think he would he would be a, a really beneficial addition to that team we've obviously been linked with a a move for Jordan Jones on loan which would be an interesting one wonder how the fans would uh, take that one considering his departure which was Quite which is quite acrimonious, you could argue. Um, we've been linked with Kai Kennedy as well. You obviously weren't too impressed with him at the pars, but I think, yeah, if we can bring in someone in the middle of the park like Gogic, who can give us a bit more control, a bit more dominance in there, then that would, that would be an important uh, bit of business for us, Cami. Indeed, and you kind of mentioning the Jones and Kennedy links kind of ties in quite nicely to the player that I'd kind of like to see the Pars bring in. Um, for me, it's a midfield that needs improved. We need a creative midfielder. Um, it's been an issue for us this season with us really just being unable to crack the midfield code, if you like. Tried various partnerships, set-ups, just... Yeah, I've tried everything, but still seem to be having difficulties, uh, especially when it comes to creating. Um, Graham Doran's finds himself being deployed quite deep, so we're not benefiting from his passing ability further up the field. Obviously, he's not quite got the legs to be further up the field, and he's a player who's obviously played at a higher level than, than most in the Championship have or ever will play. Um, so, yeah, he he's kind of wasted in a sense, but I can understand why he's made to play so deep. He can kind of control things from the back. We just kind of need someone who can then take, take things... Up the field, now whether that then becomes Stephen Lawless, I don't know. Hopefully, um, but ultimately the pars we've had, we've got no shortage of options and positions. Yet we still seem to be struggling. Um, someone that we have been linked with is Scott Allen from Hibs. Um, I think he'd be just the kind of player we need. Um, handful of assists to his name in just under six hundred minutes for Hibs. So, yeah, if he could come to the pars and produce similar, I'd certainly be delighted. But the player that I was kind of touching upon at the start of this section was one from Kilmarnock, actually, and I'd perhaps take a chance on Dan Armstrong. I was very impressive at Rafe, but 
hasn't really had much of an opportunity for you lot and something that also appeals to me and I think would appeal to certainly Yogi Hughes is his ability to play in a few positions, can play either wing, can play up top, can play the attack in midfield. So that, that would certainly be something helpful, keeps teams guessing. And I mean, if you could then have, say, Dom Thomas, Stephen Lawless and Dan Armstrong as a kind of attacking trio in behind Lewis McCann, who, who's kind of made that sole striker role his own lately. I mean, yeah, I think I think we'd certainly be really happy with that. I mean, I don't know Dan Armstrong's availability, but if you're saying Jones and Kennedy might come in, you'd imagine that would push Armstrong down the pecking order a little. Yeah, um, from what we have seen of Dan Armstrong, and it hasn't been too much this season, but from what we have seen of him in a Kilmarnock jersey, I think he's looked fine. He's shown some good signs, but I, yeah, I've not seen enough from him, from him to suggest that he could go on and play a crucial role in any potential push for promotion, Cammy. So I, I don't know. It would obviously be dependent on other players coming in. But yeah, I feel like if there were players coming in and there was interest in Armstrong from other clubs, I, I, personally, I, I don't think the club would be too reluctant to let Armstrong go. It would obviously need to suit all parties, but yeah, I can. It's something I could see potentially happening, depending on who comes in uh, this this window for Kilmarnock. Excellent. Well, in two weeks' time, in our next podcast, and I'm expecting a ton of moves to have happened by then. The parcel <laughs> of brought in Kylian Mbappe, Kelly might have brought in Erling Haaland. Um, yeah, there's. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of business for us to talk about next yep. time we're podding. So. Thank you for listening to this podcast, the first of the new year. If you like what you've listened to, be sure to leave a review, share it with your pals and all that. And we'll be back in two weeks with another podcast. Thanks for listening.